sorry, I just need to get that out. It was yeah, a no, lot. Understand. Look, man, welcome to the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totri. Uh, this man right here is uh, not Shane Diefenbach. That is actually Sean DePaz. We yeah, got Leah yeah. behind the Mac today. Sean, I, I screamed because I just needed to let it out. Mm. There was We had a lot of football this past week, and i am be honest, I'm in four fantasy leagues. I won in only one of them. The Chargers lost. Arizona State lost. It was just... God, I got my ass kicked and everything. Yeah, I went over three in fantasy this week, um, including a loss to Espo, which hurts because Espo is famously the worst fantasy football player, maybe on the planet, at the very least in this office. Um, we don't got to talk about what happened in the Monday Night Football game. Uh, we all know what happened in that Saturday Night Football game. I'm just not really liking the sport of football too much right now, <laughs> if I'm being quite it's honest with you. kicking my ass, man, from start to finish. I'm ready for finish. basketball to start. God. Damn. Oh, my goodness. Well, regardless, it is a fresh week, a fresh opponent. Uh, we'll go ahead and get into everything that we've got set up on the menu for you guys today. At the end of the show, we're going to talk a little bit about some devils in the NFL uh, that had some great games and maybe left a little bit on the table as well. We've also got our Pac-12 power rankings that we'll get into uh, in a bit as well because things are starting to finally settle uh, when it comes to some of these opponents that ASU will face when we get to conference play. So we'll see where everybody's stacked up. But first and foremost, we got to talk about Arizona State and Fresno State because that's who Arizona State has this week to round up, round out uh, non-conference play. The Sun Devils are going to take on a Fresno State team that is undefeated right now at 2-0. They currently hold the second longest active win streak in college football behind Georgia. Um, so anytime that you are second to Georgia in anything, it means usually you're doing something yeah. correct. Um, but look, Same, similar competition they're playing. We've sure. also got sound from Kenny Dillingham and Bo Baldwin that we'll get into uh, in a little bit as well. But just kind of on paper, Sean, from what you uh, can tell about this Fresno State team, right? They've obviously they've beaten Purdue 39-35. Uh, they beat Eastern Washington 34-31. So they played in some close games against some all right opponents. Uh, but what are you expecting? From this team against the Sun Devils? Um, I don't know. Because this is two weeks in a row where ASU has played bad. And it does not seem like the other team had much of an effect on it. Like, it doesn't seem like the other team was the reason why ASU played bad. It's not like they were doing anything all that special. Um, I mean... <sighs> it, 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 as far as I'm concerned, like, you just... As far as the passing game goes, you just got to stop Elijah Badger. Uh, This offense hasn't... This offense has not shown that they are a threat. So defensively, I don't know what to expect from Fresno State because the play calling has been disappointing. No one, they haven't been getting the ball to the playmakers. So from that, in that respect, it's like more of the same, like keep, they're going to attempt to keep Rashado from getting the ball to, to... his playmakers to, yeah. to Jalen and to, to EKB and all of them. So like that's going to be their game plan. Offensively. I feel like if I'm them, I'm trying to attack through the air because based on what we've seen, what we saw last week and at least in, I guess part of week one, like the, the defensively in the trenches, ASU has been a lot better than I think anybody re- realistically expected. Uh, secondary, I think, has been a little shaky. Roe Ro didn't have a great game like we had talked about on Saturday. Um, so I'm, if I'm Fresno State, I'm trying to attack the, the ASU secondary. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be 
a really good test for Arizona State, right? Because you have the first game, you can kind of blame any of the issues. Not that the team was, but everybody on the outside can kind of blame the issues on the weather delay and the freshman quarterback, and it's mm-hmm. his first game. Okay, you can toss that out the window. Second game, you're like, okay, this is our first real test, right? You got Oklahoma State. But if the same issues start to appear in game three, then it's less of throwaways and more of a pattern. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and that's the last thing that you want to see uh, if you're an Arizona State fan is specifically when you get to the second half of a football game is can this team find a way to not only move the football and keep their opponent honest, but can they find a way to put up points and build some confidence in this offense, try and get some rhythm going uh, with Jaden Rashada and and some of these weapons, right? Because we know Xavier Guillory is good at football. We know Jalen Conyers is good at football. We know Elijah Badger is good at football. Okay, perfect. Then what's the fucking problem? Because (laughs) you've got a bunch of good football players out there. They're all really talented. You got a staff that a lot of people believe in. Then, then figure it out, yeah. right? And I know it, it's it's so much easier for us to sit here and say that because we're not in there. We're not the ones that have to come up with a, a game plan and a scheme. But at the end of the day, I know this team is depleted up front in the offensive line. <clears throat> I know Cade Briggs and Asaya Glass, uh, they, they missed a game um, against Oklahoma State. I know you, you've got uh, Ben Coleman still out. You've got Emmett Bowl done for the season. So I get that this is a team depleted up front and that doesn't help because that group was already one with big questions going into the season but at the end of the day it's football Mm -hmm. you gotta have the next man up mentality and i know that's what they're saying and i know at times um the fact that you have some second or third string guys up front is gonna present a little bit of chemistry issues for the Sun Devils, but at the end of the day, there's no excuse for this team not being able to score points. No, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I want to see ASU just be like, just more aggressive, like try and and throw the ball downfield. So you know, whether it's Scadaboo running or it's these screen passes to somebody like Elijah who who can make plays, like you got to keep defenses honest. And I don't feel like they did a really good job uh, with that against Oklahoma State. I, I by and large, like. It kind of felt like the Jets offense last night after Rodgers got hurt, where it was like even their passes were by the line and they weren't like everything was in front of the defense. Um, I don't think that can happen again. Like, I mean, it obviously can't happen again because it didn't work last week. Um, So I would like to see them be a little more aggressive. Yeah, it never felt like the like you said earlier, it never felt like the defense was the reason why, yeah. uh, and I'm talking about Oklahoma State, it, it never felt like Oklahoma State's defense was the reason why Arizona it, State couldn't It felt like the ASU ball. beat themselves. It didn't yeah. feel like they lost to Oklahoma State necessarily. Oh, it, it, not only did it feel like they beat themselves, but it felt like they didn't even give, them, give themselves a chance to win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's well, more yeah. so, That's at least, what it felt true. like. Like it, it felt like there was crippling like play calling and again i i don't want to put the the entire blame on bo baldwin because that's not necessarily the the situation as well like there's so many different factors Mm -hmm. that go into it but it just feels like the fan base wants to see something because they understand what the talent is yeah but on the other side of it it feels like the coaching staff maybe isn't necessarily ready to fully give the reins of the offense to Jaden rashada such a young quarterback yeah um so i I feel like at a certain point, you're going to need to see one of those things give. Yeah, and I agree. think it's going to probably be this week. I think you're going to probably see the Arizona State offense look a little bit different than it has in the last couple of weeks uh, because of those personnel issues that we kind of went over yeah. earlier when it comes to, I mean, it to has some of those to injuries. It has to look different or we're going to lose again. 
Yeah, and you, again, one and two at the end of conference play is, it, again, it's only one game, but one and two sounds significantly yeah. worse no, than two and one 100%. when it comes to non-conference play. Uh, just kind of looking at what Fresno State, again, has done over these first two weeks of the season. We mentioned they beat Purdue. They beat Eastern Washington. Uh, their quarterback is Mikey Keene. He's averaging nearly 300 pass yards a game. He's completing 65% of his passes. He's thrown six touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, an efficient quarterback. This is not a guy that's out there playing like Caleb Williams or Michael Penix Jr., but he's certainly a guy that's getting the job done uh, for this Fresno State team uh, as a as a unit specifically where I see them presenting some issues for Arizona state is when they get into that third down offense, they're completely, they're converting nearly 50% on third down, which is just absolutely ridiculous when it's a money down, right? It shouldn't be 50, 50. The defense should usually uh, in in my estimation should have the advantage on third down. So I think that um, at least early on is going to be where this game is probably one for Arizona State. I think when you look at what Fresno State does defensively, they're a middle-of-the-pack team uh, on defense when it comes to to pass yards, run defense, uh, etc. Offensively, though, they are near the top of the Mountain West uh, when it comes to points, when it comes to yards. Like, this is a team that is going to put the pressure on Arizona State's defense. Yeah, And I think this, this may be crazy, but I think... Actually, it's not that crazy. Arizona State has a much better chance in my mind to beat Fresno State than they did Oklahoma State. And the reason I say that is because I think Oklahoma State's defense is better than Fresno State's defense. Um, And when you get to, obviously, Oklahoma State throughout three quarterbacks, obviously that didn't necessarily help the Sun Devils the way we thought. But I think Arizona State's defense, when you get to week three, you should have everything under your belt. Uh, and I really do feel like the defense is going to be the unit that can win this game for, for ASU. Yeah. Mikey Keene, by the way, pride of Chandler, Arizona, Chandler High School. Um, but, it, yeah, I mean, it, the defense is going to have to step up. And I'm like, I mean, the defense, in, like, this is going to have the defense in, in this program is going to, they're going to start playing a lot of really big time offenses, um, obviously, in this conference. Um, and then obviously in the future, next year in the Big 12. Like, they, you got to figure it out now. Yeah. Um, because if you don't, it's not like you're getting uh, uh, any, you're not getting any easier opponents. Yeah. Uh, what's their, what's their first conference game? USC. Yeah. They're pretty good at offense, aren't they? Yeah. USC and they get, then they get a gimme game against Cal, which isn't a gimme game because Cal yeah, hung around with Auburn and then and you get, dogs. and you get, you know who? You get Deion, Coach Prime Sanders and Shador and they're Travis and those right guys. Too. They're all right. They're all right at football. So, yeah, I mean, the defense has got to figure it out right now. Um, I will say uh, the one thing I was like, we, I like I mentioned, like really encouraged by the pass rush um, in the st- game against Oklahoma yes, State. Absolutely. So if they can keep that up. That'll be big. Um, I just need to tweet that Mallory is one of the the top rated interior defensive defensemen by PFF. Um, obviously, BJ had a, a great game. Um, and if they can do that, then you know the concerns about the secondary are going to be lesser, and hopefully that puts guys like Rowe, Jordan, all them in a position to have a big game if they're making the if the the front seven can make the quarterback uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean you just look at again Fresno State having the second longest active win streak in the FBS is this is not a team that's just that you roll over. Yeah, it's on. a winning culture. I, I know it's not necessarily again a Georgia, Bama, in Oregon, whatever. Uh, but this is a team that has instilled a culture, and we'll get to Kenny talking about that here in a little bit. But obviously, they, they've had the two wins this season against Purdue, Eastern Washington. Their win streak goes back to beating Washington State, 
they beat Washington State pretty handedly uh, in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl, uh, 29-6. Boise State, Wyoming, Nevada, UNLV, Hawaii, San Diego State, New Mexico, San Jose State. Like, that's how far There's back. respectable programs in there. Yeah, absolutely. Their win streak goes back almost a whole year. Hmm. Um, their last loss was a 40-20 to loss October 8th of last year. Uh, to Boise State, the first meeting between those two teams. Uh, but there are some teams in there that you hear and your ears kind of perk up, right? San Diego State, yep. they beat them by four points. Um, they got revenge on Boise State the second time around, beat them by 12 yeah, points. Boise State was a solid team, or at least they were supposed to be a solid team last year. Like I remember being really impressed when Oregon State beat them the way they did at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and I mean, if you go back and you look at some of the losses that even Fresno State had at the start of the season before this win streak started, they lost to USC pretty badly, right? That was they lost forty-five to seventeen. Oregon State, we know how good that Oregon State team was last year. They only lost to Oregon State last year by three points. Yeah, um, this is but not to be fair. That Oregon State team wasn't great, wasn't good because of their offense, but still. Yeah, no, their defense is their defense is legit. But kind of getting back to it, right? Like I think ASU's defense is going to again put the offense in a position to win this football game. Now, if the offense is incapable of going and moving the football the way that we've seen them do it specifically in the second half, then it's a problem. Then it's a pattern. Then it's a like, okay, we need something's got to change. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think they did um, well last game, right? Like the defense was good. And and they're talking about in the chat, like the field positioning is huge, right? We talked about it, not to put too much pressure on, on one guy and Josh Carlson, but like, he's got to do a better job at flipping the field. Um, If again, if ASU's offense is not going to, produce that they weren't capable of really ASU's offense was very rarely if at all in threatening positions last game they were one for one in the red zone Um, and so if that is going to continue which obviously it shouldn't it can't but if it is then obviously the defense and special teams are definitely going to have to step up to give this team a chance to win like they did last well like the defense did last week um they stepped up and, and kept asu in that game when no one else is really doing their jobs yeah kenny dillingham spoke to the media both yesterday and today and he addressed uh some of the issues and concerns that you know people were talking about specifically as it relates to some of the personnel and the injuries that this team is facing and then also uh just the offense being able to adapt this is what kenny had to say we're just adapting to our personnel, and that's part of year one offensively uh, is you've got to see in games what is productive and what is not, and then you've got to be willing to change. And uh, right now, you know, what we're doing is not getting it done, you know, consistently, bottom line. You know, it's a results-based deal, and it doesn't matter the why. It doesn't matter if it's accumulation of things. So you've got to be willing to maybe change some things in order to try to get things done. So that's really it. We're not making like catastrophic changes. It's just little pieces of philosophy uh, on early downs uh, that you may have to tweak in order to try to move the ball at a high rate. At least he was honest. Yeah. He didn't dance around it, right? We're just not getting it done. Yeah. And that's, he said it before. The defense plays with passion. The defense sometimes where they make mistakes is they've almost got too much passion, mm-hmm. too much aggression. Um, and offensively, they just need to find some of it. Yeah. And, He's not wrong. When you look at the games and you and you look at when they're in prime time positions, like it's a problem. It's a problem that they're not able to convert third and one, fourth and yeah, one. Yeah. It's a problem that they're not able to to move the sticks with well designed plays for for Jalen Conyers and, and Elijah Badger. Like these are problems that I get. You're a first year coaching staff. I get you're playing with a freshman quarterback. I get your offensive line is banged up. But at the end of the day, there are no excuses. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no. It is, and I mean, it's good to hear that it's, they're not like panicking by any means. Like these aren't wholesale changes. He's talking about yeah. minor adjustments, um, which I, I again, I think this team is talented, and I don't think it will require any kind of wholesale changes. Like I do think they could just be a handful of, of minor adjustments away from being a pretty good football team. Um, so it'll be interesting to see exactly how those those adjustments come to fruition. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, like people just need to do their jobs and the offense didn't do that. It'll be really interesting to see because he, he mentioned kind of like philosophical changes, uh, how they approach some of those fourth and shorts that they, they obviously were pretty aggressive on um, on Saturday. It, it'll be really interesting to see if that approach changes at all. Um, but uh, Donaldson, there's flashes. I, I think you just need to see them kind of put some consistency together and, and uh, kind of getting in now, like it's early first year like there's there's going to be a little bit of growing pace i don't think it's acceptable to have lost against oklahoma state in the way they did uh, right like i don't think they're making excuses in that sense yeah. but um i don't think like people that are calling for people to lose their jobs player or coach wise like I, that's absurd yeah it's, it's been, still it's, too it's early. been two games and they it's won one of them that. even though it wasn't good they want they won one game. so like <laughs> yeah. what are we what are we doing like i, I think it's it's gonna be fine this team was never gonna go undefeated um so no, yeah, uh, there was a chance, but no, like I just, I think it'll be, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. I, I think the fact that Kenny is acknowledging that there's adjustments that need to be made is the first step. There. Yeah. He's not blind to this. And, and it's, it's interesting because I think from a fan perspective, a lot of people and rightfully so in my personal opinion, and I think you agree with me here is the second half is a concern. You don't yeah. want to be labeled a first half team. You don't want to be labeled a second half team. You want to be able to be a team that Although plays a complete It's much game. better to be labeled a second half team than it a first is, half it team. It is. It is. Being just a first half team is tough. And whether that falls on adjustments, whether that falls on simply being um, unable to execute, ironically enough, consistently in the second half, yeah. uh, then that is what it is. Uh, Bo Baldwin, the offensive coordinator, who is obviously taking some heat in the chat uh, from some people who don't like the play calling, did address the the struggles in the second half and he gave somewhat of an interesting answer no i think sometimes that gets read into it too much i mean um more than anything though we i'm not saying you don't address it you address it you say what are the issues and you come back to it but to say there's one thing or put your finger i can't i, I can't look at it i don't think it's fatigue i don't think it's and really they, with the exception of yes yeah, staying a little bit higher over the top they didn't change much they really didn't, not from their structure, not from what they do. So it's just a matter of us doing a better job of, you know, getting back to some things, maybe mixing it up a little bit, but at the same time also just executing some of the same things against some of the same scheme. Sean, what do you think the second half issues are stemming from? And what do you think they are? I don't know. It's really t- like, I, I am hesitant to say that they have second half issues because, again, Said it multiple times. I week one, the second half of week one is a throwaway for me. Um, you have a two and a half hour rain delay. I'm not putting any stock into anything I saw in that second half. And then Oklahoma State, obviously the second half was wasn't great. But let's not pretend they looked like USC in the first half. Like they weren't. It wasn't like the first half was like un. They were just world beaters. So like, it's it's it is weird. Where like I I, I agree with both. Like it's I doubt there's any one thing. I I don't know what it is i think it is maybe maybe a lack of maybe they lose focus at the half right like these guys clearly get very hyped up beginning of the game in the like all of that and then they they come out in the first half and they you know they they kind of get a realization of what they're capable of doing 
maybe that they are the better team and they don't really keep up the intensity in the second half. Like, I, I don't know. I hope that's not the case. Like, I hope it is just they had the first game, which, like I said, is a throwaway. Second game is a second ba- a bad second half against a okay team, I guess. Um, see what I did there? Okay. Okay, stay. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, like, I think I, I do think I agree with him. This like, I think people might be breathing into it a little bit too much. It's not obviously not encouraging, but as far as I personally am concerned, they had one bad second half this year. And the, again, first game throwaway. Um, so let's see what happens to Fresno State. And obviously it's something they're going to like if they come out flat in this second half, uh, then it's like, uh, really, what are we doing? Because uh, the, now at this point, it's it's happened despite how much stock I put into it, they have had, they have had two bad second halves. It's a problem that they clearly recognize now um, because Bo's talking about it. Like if they don't come out with the intensity in the, in the second half against Fresno state, well, then we have like, then we definitely have a real problem. But as of right now, I'm try. I, I don't think I'm not putting too much stock into it. Here, here's my thing, right? Is just kind of breaking down to second halves combined. Mm-hmm. Right. At that point, you've got a full a full game of second halves, pretty much. You got four quarters now, two third quarters, two fourth quarters, and in that game long span, at this point, they've mustered three points. Yep. In the second half. Yep. Three points in the second half. They have been outscored mightily by their opponents, who again I think we agree are lesser opponents, regardless of the outcomes of the game. Yeah, I mean, week one that's objective. <laughs> um, and, and you're just. There's got to be some sort of rhythm to it. I know Will in the chat earlier brings up an interesting point about the play calling doesn't fit the style of Jaden, kind of like calling a game for Zach Gallon when Ryan Nelson's pitching. Kind of got to learn to pitch backwards at times. I think this is interesting because when you look at Arizona State's quarterbacks, you you look at Jaden Rashada, Drew Pine, uh, and, and Trent Borgay, Drew Pine able to practice <clears throat> Excuse me today um, for, for really the Perfect. first time in a long time where he's able to participate um, it looks like at full strength. So I, I do believe he is available uh, this yeah. week if Arizona State needs him. Um, but it, it's it's unique because they all have such different attributes yeah, and yeah. different play styles. Well, yeah, I mean, like, it, I feel like I said this. I don't remember if I said it on air or off air to you on Saturday. But, like, when we were talking about the play calling, I had said, like, if they're going to call the game like this, then start Trenton Bourget. Like, mm-hmm. he he's going to be better for that if all you're going to have your quarterback do is just throw screen passes and, and you're not going to like the reason that that Jaden Rashada is starting is because of his arm talent yeah. and if you're not going to utilize the arm talent and he's not, it's not like he's he's not the fastest quarterback that we have I know obviously Pine's been hurt but uh, he's the more athletic more agile quarterback of the three um, he's not as experienced as Trenton so like if you're not going to call the game to utilize the one reason that Jaden's starting then why the hell is he starting um, you're, it doesn't make any sense to anybody so I, I definitely agree with that like I want to I, I keep saying I want to see them be more aggressive down the field because that's what Jaden Rashada is special that's what makes him special and that opens up the rest of it opens you up to do those things near the line of scrimmage, whether that's running or, or those screen passes and stuff like that and allow the playmakers to make plays because the defense has to stay honest. And I don't think they have done a good job about that. Um, so, again, I don't want this to be misconstrued by no means. Am I saying that Trenton Bourget should be starting over Jaden Rashada necessarily? I'm just saying if you're going to call the game like that, then why are you starting Rashada? Because Trenton is more built for that kind of offense. No, it's, I think it's a, a definite valid question. And we talk a lot about the, the personnel 
on this team, right? Because you bring up the injuries, you you bring up the idea that there are certain players, specifically at quarterback, that I feel like give the offense different strengths versus different weaknesses. Uh, Bo Baldwin was asked about just the personnel and, and how the game is kind of called. Uh, and this is what he had to say about his confidence in the, the guys that he does have out there right now. That you have to focus on what you have in front of you. You, you don't look in the rear view mirror because it doesn't do you any good and it doesn't matter. And if you try to predict what's going to happen in the future because of what has happened in the past, you're just setting yourself up. You know, you have to focus on what are we doing with the guys that are in front of us right now, the squad that we have, the system that's in place, what are we doing to execute on this next play, on this next drive, in this next ball game, whatever that might be. Um, you can you got to be careful of manifesting bad things coming down the road because you keep talking about things that happened in the past. So that's how I've tried to deal with it. And I haven't always been perfect. I've dealt with those like, oh, man, it's going to be a long seven-game run. I've done that before back, but right now I'm not thinking that way at all. I love the 11 guys that were out there today and then the guys that rotated in and, and what we're doing. And, and uh, I feel very confident because every all of their focus is on exactly what is in front of me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I agree that like at a certain point you can't dwell on the negatives too much, but like, I don't know. I I think especially for a guy like Jaden, like sitting here and talking about all the things that are going wrong with this offense is not going to help him at all. Um, I think that's more of of stuff that the coaches have to address. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I you know I'm not. I feel like I'm a unique person in the sense that like I don't really. <laughs> I don't rock with all this manifestation shit. Like I'm very much in the in reality. Like I, whether or not the last performance was bad should not have no effect on what happens next. In the sense that like, but it it should in my mind if you're gonna learn from it. Well, yeah, you gotta learn from it. But I'm saying like, if you are sitting there game three and you're like ah, you get to the second half and you and you start thinking oh man, this is the second half and we struggle at second halves. You're mentally weak and you need to be better. In my mind, like you can't, that just can't happen or else you're not going to, you're not meant for this. Um, and I know it's easy for me to say behind a desk and a microphone, like, but like, if you want to be great at a sport like this, you can't let those things bother you. It, it, we talk, it's, it's a cliche with quarterbacks having the short term memory. Like you got to that, that has to be the case. You can't dwell on the negatives or else it's not going to be good for anybody. So I, I certainly agree with that point, but I'm, I don't think it's necessarily the most red hot take or anything like that ltc in the chat you can still prefer, preserve his red shirt at three games right yes uh, i i do believe that you could still arizona state could in theory still preserve Jaden's red shirt uh if they chose to do so uh, yeah they're still preserving my red shirt that's why i haven't oh, seen any field any, any any action on the field yeah gotcha i do want to get to will's comment before i get to the last kenny bite here what's with the utter silence surrounding brigade since rashada started there's been no mention of him at all which is very odd especially since he was qb1 for most of fall camp uh, Sean, odd? when that was going, when when that last clip was going, we talked a little bit about it, just you and me. Like he wasn't really QB yeah, one throughout I mean, fall camp. It, it was like one A and one B the and entire one time. C. Really, like like that was kind of the whole point of how Kenny ran camp is that there was no there was no ones. Um, and so I'm not really I, I don't think that the idea that he was QB one is exactly accurate. Um, and then second, like outside of that, he was he's the backup. Like. Uh, and I mean, he's been a backup his whole life. I love Trenton. And I, like I just said, I think it, like if they called the game the way they did against Oklahoma State, they would have been better off with Trenton playing. But um, like, I I don't think it's good for anybody to be sitting here talking about the backup quarterback when you have a young starter that is trying to build his confidence. I mean, see, we literally just saw RG3 was talking about exactly that 
today after the, the the Aaron Rodgers thing. He was talking about how a GM told him that like, it obviously different, but like he's like, we would sign you, but you'd be a distraction to our starter. Like if we sit here and 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 well, and obviously it's not our job necessarily to be concerned with the confidence of the starting quarterback. Like we got to do what we got to do, but like he's the backup quarterback right now. I don't know, like nothing really to talk about with Trenton. Yeah, like again, these guys are going out there obviously with the intention of trying to win that starting yeah. job every single day, regardless of them being the backup quarterback. But I don't think Trenton Borgay has an edge at this point over any of the other quarterbacks in in you know in that room right like well because the one thing with trenton is like if we're talking about physical attributes like he's third right he yeah. doesn't have the arm talent of rashada he doesn't have the athleticism of pine what makes him special is his is head between the ears <laughs> yeah um so like in terms of the edge like that's the edge but again if you're not you gotta you gotta be calling the game a certain way for that to really to matter all that much like if yeah i don't know yeah again the the quarterback conversation the quarterback competition ended in the fall Jaden Rashada was named the starting quarterback week one week two okay so regardless of fans wanting to turn to to Trenton Borgay that is I guess what it is in their mind obviously from what he was able to accomplish last season and and there's a lot there's a lot going on here right like we obviously the bull ban is is hanging over the, the program and so, like, yeah, you're obviously trying to win games, and Rashada gives you an opportunity to do that. But like, there's also a certain, there has to be a certain amount of thinking about the future. Playing playing Borgay this year, the best it's going to accomplish is a a, a more or less worthless eight win season, whatever. Like, and I don't think they would winning eight games regardless of who's at quarterback. Um, what I'm saying is that like, you don't really gain a whole lot by. From a program perspective, if you're Kenny, like you don't really gain a whole lot by by playing Trenton Bourget, um, especially if he's not going to give you a clear cut like advantage over Jaden, um, which I don't think he does at this point. Well, uh, in regards to your comment, I will say I'm trying to figure out the right way to to put this. Um, not everybody has all the facts. Yeah, is what I will say to that. That's uh, that's the other thing, and like. Obviously, I, I we probably know more than a lot of people in the chat, but like we don't even know everything. So it's like it's all of this stuff, especially with the quarterback position. And there's there's so when you have something like the extenuating circumstance of the bull ban, it is a, a specific situation with with quarterbacks. Not every team comes into a season with three potential starters. Um, and then also just college football nowadays, like you know damn well that there's a you're not playing a quarterback that has a lot of eligibility and hasn't transferred yet, like Jaden Rashada, there's always the risk of losing them. By now, now, by no means do I think that is like on the table or anything, but it's something that has to be considered now in college football. And so like, I don't know, this, this whole situation is just far more, It's it's. I think it's more than just- It's, it's far more complex. Who is the best quarterback? It's so much yeah. more complex. And, and because you know people are listening on audio, I will read Will's comment. He says, I bring it up because there's buzz surrounding the Drew Pine news if he's already surpassed Jaden. The news as it relates to Drew Pine uh, is just simply the fact that he's back at practice mm-hmm. uh, and practicing. And Borgay was 1A slash 1B when Rashada wasn't, so it was very strange. Uh, will also asking, does a worthless season with Trent worth the extra year of having I mean that is fair right like if you're going if you're going the red shirt route I guess like it that's fair but then you then you're asking then does necessarily if Drew Pine is is now healthy again and is available for Saturday you're asking the question 
like say like obviously hypothetically if we're if we're redshirting Jaden right like is Trent better than than Drew I, I don't know that that's necessarily true either um I, I you'd have to see both of them play and like Drew Drew played at Notre Dame man like Drew Drew is a talented quarterback there's there's some a, high level games. A, a very real possibility that he would give the team a better chance to win maybe even more than Jaden but then 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 uh then Trenton so I don't know man like like you said Chotri I just people don't have all the information no. I don't think we have all the information it's I will it's say we have common. a lot more information we do have a lot more information <laughs> so but. just just bear with us here yeah and, and just understand what we're trying to to, to tell you not everybody has all the facts when it relates to to everything um but phnx sun devils does have a lot of the facts so we have, we'll keep it we we'll, have more facts than you can even imagine <laughs> than anybody there's facts even, that you didn't even think were a possibility that we have <laughs> that are facts one fact that we do like to share with you guys every single day uh, is four peaks mm. guys if you didn't know four peaks is so damn good and it's mm. even better when you're drinking Maybe a wow or a little hazy mm. and you're watching some college football or some NFL football. NFL Beer and only football. for college football. Beer and football just go together, man. It, it's Agreed. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Almost as beautiful as pumpkin pie when it comes to this type of type of type of year. Um and guess what? Four Peaks is combining it, guys. It's pumpkin porter season officially. Get in the fall state of mind with notes of nutmeg, allspice, and toasted pie crust. Sean over here is just in tears of happiness. It's back it's on the so shelf. And in draft lines throughout the valley, guys. I don't need my glasses. Visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events. Steinholding, Oktoberfest, and Haunted Brewery Tours are right around the corner. Check out at Four Peaks Brewer at Four Peaks Pub. To keep up with the latest in Arizona's hometown brewery, you do gotta be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. And please drink responsibly. It's so good. Listen, it's it's really good. Yeah, no, I can tell. You're you're losing it. It's really good. Um, you know what else is really good? Making ish money. Making ish money. Um, <laughs> I tried to make money yesterday. I did not do very well. Um, but I still enjoyed it. It gave me reasons to care about things that wouldn't have cared about otherwise. Like, actually, no, I only bet on teams I cared about. Either way, <laughs> you can either emotionally hedge, which I should have done last night on the, you on the you so should have New York Jets. Because I've been saying all all damn year that the Bills were frauds. I've been saying it all damn summer that the Jets were here. And I I got yeah. caught up in the Bills' feet fervor moments before the game. And I got I wrote with the Bills. Damn. And I lost money. But if you're going to lose money, and if you're going to win money, especially if you're going to win money, do it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, football's back in full swing. I learned that the hard way. Um, <laughs> and so... You got to get it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Yeah. Um, it's the official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Um, so get in on the NFL week two, or I guess now week three action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code PHNX to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit wwwsot one 800 I'm guessing that's supposed to be a dot. I'm guessing it's www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts, Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. 
Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Do you have a pick of the week? Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is Chargers money line. Mm. That's what it is. They're going to bounce play? back. Week two. The Tennessee Titans. They're going to bounce back. They're going to bounce back. I haven't seen the Chargers be able to run between the tackles like that since a man by the name of Ladanian Tomlinson mm. was running for the Chargers. Yeah, start putting some respect on Austin Eckler's name. Yeah, you got the Chargers minus three um, against the Titans. Uh, mine is going to be... Oh, Oh boy. Mine is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders plus eight and a half oh, against no. the Buffalo Bills. There is no reason the Buffalo Bills should be favored <laughs> by over a touchdown after what we saw yesterday. Are you shitting me? That Josh Allen might be the worst quarterback in football. Stop it. He played like it. He played worse than Zach Wilson, who was the worst quarterback in football. I'm taking the Raiders minus eight and a, or plus eight and a half. That seems egregious. I'm in on the Jimmy G. Is Jimmy G healthy? Did he come back? I know he got like kind of shooken up. I think he had a concussion at one point or something like that. Did you finish that game? I don't know. I figured you would be paying attention, Mr. AFC West. To the Raiders? Yeah, Mr. AFC West. Yeah. I was busy. Scout your enemies. I was having war flashbacks of Tyreek Hill. That's mm. what I was doing. Dude. Are Tyreek and, and two of the best quarterback Shut receiver up. combo? No, in, I don't want to talk about it. Are this. they? No. You don't, I don't think, think so? They are. Who do you think is but the best? But I think Tyreek Hill is the best receiver in football, but yeah. I don't think it's particularly close. Well, that's why I, I don't mean, I, I by no means mean like Tua is the best like I don't think I don't by talent I just think there's no receiver quarterback combination that's better at doing receiver like Does I think it's that receiver oh you think the home Kelsey yeah 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 that's fair yeah I, I was thinking just receiver because I think the reason I brought that up is because I think Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are easy number two but it's just you could put a let you could put nine me's out there with them and you I would get the same Jamar Chase and and Joe are better too because I think Joe's a better quarterback and Jamar's not that far off from Tyreek. Mm, I, I mean, I'll, I'll listen. I think that, I think those are top three. Um, I still, I love Steph, man. I love I what Josh too. and Steph do. And I it's hard too. to tell because I guess he's the only one to throw to. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no way. He's like, that's neither We, we weren't planning on talking about it. No, just there. Uh, beware of Bulldogs. We recapping the game Monday. Um, who are you? I'm guessing it's a... Uh, Fresno State? Fresno State fans. Are, well, you we tell will us. we will be recapping the game on Monday if that's what you're asking. Mm, there you go. I mean, we're going to be talking a lot about Fresno State all, all week, week long, yeah. so definitely subscribe and check in for those notifications at all times. Um, Sean in the chat, I thought Dilly was an offensive guru, yet ASU can't move the ball in the second half. It's super frustrating. Again, it's super early. It's still super early in the season. You have a young quarterback. Um, again, you're depleted up front. That's not necessarily an excuse for their inability to do a whole lot in the second half, but I do think you will see a, a you're going to see a different offense this yeah, week. And also, like you're not, I get to that two games of Dion against kind of subpar opponents and Lincoln Riley and the the just machine that is USC have kind of changed people, but like you're not supposed to be good in your first year. Like programs aren't built; in the, they're not supposed to be built in the day. Um, I, I think you give it, give it. Give it some time. You'll start seeing, you know, better offensive linemen come through. ASU fans are going to like the offense they see on but Saturday. I, I think, you know. Telling them right now. The time. Plus, Kenny's not uh, he's not a, a dictator over the offense. He's not the only one responsible Very true. for the offense. A, he's got more in charge of than the offense, and also Bo Baldwin exists. Um, so, I don't know. 
Oh, beware of Bulldogs. Official athletics pod for Fresno State and will be in town this weekend. Beware. Uh, hit me up on, on Twitter and we'll see if we can get you on the show PHNX tomorrow uh, to talk a little bit about the matchup. Yeah, hit us up, PHNX underscore sign levels, and we'll, we'll see if we can figure something out. Um, Fresno's in California. There you go. Thanks for <laughs> answering Tony's question. Uh, Tony, aren't you a Wildcats person? That kind of, It's the U of A education. Yeah, not, geography, not big geography people hey. there. No. Hey, <laughs> I'm still here, okay? <laughs> Look, we, uh, we are going to go ahead and get into our Pac-12 power rankings because a lot transpired in week two um, in the Pac-12, whether it be SC or Utah or Washington, Sean. So I do want to start with your Pac-12 power rankings uh, and just kind of how it's shifted uh, over the yeah. last couple of weeks. I mean, I this is my first official one on the show, so I didn't have an, a movement. Yeah. But uh, uh, first off, as you'll see, the picture here is of Cal's quarterback. I just got to give, they're still 11th. I considered putting them higher, but I got to give some love to Cal going to Auburn, competing with, with an SEC school. They're not the absolute poverty program joke that they were last year. I think they've taken a significant step up towards being a little respectable. So still 11th, but I want to give them their flowers there. Um, for me, the biggest the biggest thing here is Utah. I do not know what to make of that yeah, team. That's fair. Two close games against teams that they should be significantly better than. Um, but they've won them. And I got to give them respect for everything that they've done. Did Cam Rising play last week? He's still out, right? Yeah, he's still out. Yeah, so there's that. Like, I think they're going to be significantly better uh, when Cam Rising comes back. So the Utah one is interesting. Uh, but, the, the, man, this is different than last year's. Last year, I feel like it was a, it was a, it was always like, where do you put USC and Utah 1-2? And then, it's, then you kind of had like two or three teams. And then there was just a clusterfuck in the middle of, of just mediocrity. There's a lot of good teams in this conference. I, I think when you look at those top four, whether it's, it's – or, or really two through four, I guess, Washington, Oregon, Oregon State, kind of interchangeable to me. And, and I, I feel the same way about, about six and seven with, with Colorado and Wazoo. I think those are two – comparable teams um and then obviously a ucla at eight arizona at nine arizona state at 10 <sighs> arizona and arizona state i just don't know what to make of yet they are i think both more talented than their one-on-one -one records um but they have clear problems uh, yeah. i mean if Jaden rashad is going to throw the ball away four times which not all of them were his fault i get that but if that's going to happen that team is going to not do much um but man do they McMillan, dog, dog. Like they have some tools, um, but so does ASU. Um, so it, 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 it's the bottom of the conference is just question marks for me. I, I don't think any of those teams, with the exception of Stanford, are necessarily <laughs> locked into the, the bottom of the conference. Um, but as based on what we've seen so far, it's hard to put them much higher than that. Yeah, Sean, USC's still clear number one. Sean in the chat, Utah is undefeated, rising, hasn't played yet. I think they're easily top three, not fifth. Sean. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing for me is just that like I, I think they easily could be top three. I just need to make sure that they are still that good when counter rising mm -hmm. comes back before I give them that credit because they've lost people. Like their tight ends were their biggest weapons last year, and they've lost they lost all of them. And he's coming uh, off a big injury, and it, it is a big injury, right? Like it, it's no guarantee that Cam rising is necessarily going to be camera rising of old. Um, I don't by any means think he's going to be like bad or anything, but um, it, it's still. Yeah, I still have too many questions about them. The other teams above them have been playing out of their minds. I've always been big on Oregon State. Washington is obviously Washington. Oregon's offenses are just legit. Yeah, um, and then USC's USC. I I will say this about USC. I do not think they're winning this conference. That defense is not good enough. 
No, but you score enough points. Yeah, you do. But uh, you saw what happened last year when they played Oregon State. They, they run into a real defense. That it's no guarantee that the offense is, is putting up 40 points every week. I mean, we'll see. We'll see uh, what happens. Sean is not going to like my rankings <laughs> if he doesn't like that you have Utah at five. Let's go ahead and pull up my power rankings. USC uh, still atop the conference at one. That's not changing anytime soon. Washington, though, a big jumper moving up. Three spots. I just love what Michael Penix Jr. and that Washington team is doing. They're playing as a full unit, and I think it is really, really impressive. Michael Penix Jr. Uh, definitely, definitely making some noise. Uh, Oregon does fall from two to three. Uh, this is a team that I expected to take care of business against Texas Tech, and it just got a little ugly there down the stretch. Oregon State staying at four. Uh, this is a team that is, I can't wait to see what they do against some Pac-12 opponents. Utah. Um, supposed to be six. Yeah. I don't so know how I messed that up twice. I do, I do have Colorado uh, at five and Utah at six. Uh, I, I just think what Colorado has done recently has been wildly impressive. Um, and that's why I have Utah falling from. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened here. Because the graphic I made has Colorado above Utah. <laughs> and, but I know, I know, like, this isn't Leah's fault either because I, like, I sent this, the same one got sent twice somehow. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. It is what it is. But yeah, I, I, I definitely have Colorado at five, Utah at six. Did not think I'd have Colorado at fucking five this early hey, in the conference. You gotta listen. I know that this is Colorado Hater Central. I don't wanna. Um, I know that this is Colorado. No, but what I'm saying is that, like, Oh, we need to pump the brakes a little bit. They have TCU is not TCU of last year, and also they kind of lucked their way. They didn't luck their way. They de they deserved it, but like they were never even coming into the college football playoff. They were four. God so like, Shane's hey, I, you missed. You didn't. Hey, rewind it because I guess I gave Cal their fucking flowers. Um, but I don't know. It, it's I kind of lost my train of thought because I got distracted by Big Pokey, but. It is what it is. Um, oh, yeah. Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nebraska's Nebraska still, dog. Like, they beat a bad team. But they handled them. No, That's they the did. The I, I don't want to say that, like, I don't think Colorado was, like, actually the 11th best team in the conference or anything like that. But I I think they are. I, I just think we got to pump the brakes before we start, like, crowning them uh, Pac-12 champions or something like that. Not that either of us are doing that. I'm just saying. All right, let's see what I got for the rest of my ranking. So, yeah, this is what it should read. Uh, Colorado 5, Utah falling all the way to 6. Again, this is Utah played pretty sloppy against Baylor, a team that you expect them to win uh, regardless of mm -hmm. who's playing quarterback. So, I'm interested to see what they I like all the, the Pac-12, uh, like Big 12 matchups yeah. that we're getting. Oh, yeah, they're fun. They're super fun. Wazoo at 7. They move up from nine to seven, up two spots. I, I well, like what Cam solid, Ward's man. doing. They are. They're a team that is when you get to conference play, watch out. Cam they, Ward is it can make your day miserable. They can play spoiler. I think uh, UCLA up two spots to eight. I hate is that UCLA okay. the most kind of like they shouldn't irrelevant be irrelevant top twenty five. Aren't they? They're just kind of like who they're cares about there. you at UCLA? They're just fucking there, and I just I don't like Chip Kelly. Yeah, um, I don't like his face. Yeah, his face is... He looks like fucking Humpty Dumpty. That's, that's <laughs> what Jim Kelly looks like. Um, Arizona at nine. Uh, I do have Arizona falling a couple spots because obviously the loss. I do have them ahead of Arizona State because they lost to a better uh, team. Uh, yeah, and I think that's fair at this point. I, 
I considered putting Cal above Arizona State. I didn't honest. because Cal still lost, uh, and I until Cal yeah proves and, yeah yeah that's the reason I didn't. And, and Cam Risen didn't die, but he hasn't played yet. So that's that is why if you listened to when I was talking, um, which apparently you fucking <laughs> if you did, listen, Shane, um, did just land. Okay. Oh, okay, well, blame him. I'm glad you you had a safe flight. Um, but winning him um, the team. I I think that the top five. I had them fifth. I think the top five of the conference is is. Not interchangeable necessarily, but like they're all really good. I just need to see that Utah is still Utah when Cam Rising comes back because they have fair. not necessarily been. They haven't been last year's Utah through these first two games by any means. Um, so I just want to make sure that they're 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 okay when he comes back I'm and that Cam you. is okay, like you mentioned. I'm with you. Look, guys, there's 40 of you. Well, 37 now <laughs> in the chat. Uh, do Bobby Hurley a solid. Hit that like button for us. Bobby is always begging. He's pleading. He's just asking for a Please like sir, here. Can I have some more? A specific. Is that what Bobby yes. Hurley sounds like? when he's you, We've talked to him. You know that. Oh, yeah, you're right. He has got an accent. He's all British. Of a sudden. He's a British orphan. He's a British orphan boy. Mm, he's a British orphan boy, Bobby Please, Hurley. Please, sir, can I have some more? That's... That's honestly me every time I go to Circle K and I ask for new deals and they like, respond and with a like, new deal. Of course. Here you every go. single time. Guys, Circle K is America's thirst shop. They've got a new free membership program. Sean, did you hear me? I a heard new you. and free. And free. Mm. Honestly, it's almost like they're paying you because they're giving you money off gas. And it's almost like So you're kind of just robbing Circle K. And they're telling you to. Mm-hmm. They're it's, like, it's, rob us, please. Yeah, they're well, endorsing well, it. Well, well do <laughs> not rob Circle K. They did no, not. No, don't rob Circle K and don't sniff the gas. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's funny because that was clearly. I'm sorry, that Max. Was clearly I'm an so accident. sorry. It was such an accident, man. Do not man. rob Circle K. Such an accident. Don't do that. Sign up for the free membership program. Save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. I am so red right now. You get every six free on a selection of Circle K products, guys. Pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks. Holy hell. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions to apply this into GTA. at participating locations. <laughs> Woo! Visit CircleK.com for details. Sean, take it away. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Well, I don't even... Burrito also Express. Also don't rob Burrito Express because they've been robbed before. If you if you stole whoever stole the helmet all those de- those days ago, I don't know if it ever got returned, but you're a rat bastard and you're dead to me. Do not rob Burrito Express. Um, go and pay the hard drinking people your real money uh, for one of the best burritos of all time. Um, I would argue the best breakfast burrito I've ever had. I wouldn't argue. I would tell you that it's the best breakfast burrito I've ever had because it is. And it's even better because I know that every time I have a breakfast burrito, I'm indirectly slash directly indirectly directly helping asu directly. athletics is it direct yeah. well wouldn't direct be donating to asu athletics isn't this kind of more of an indirect either way you're supporting asu athletics um so make sure you head over burrito express <laughs> grab a burrito and follow burrito express on twitter at burrito exp we got josh hunt in the chat yo uh please don't do that josh josh uh just kind of point at the screens when the cashier asked me why i'm sticking to this yeah let's not do that don't do it do not rob unless unless it's like saul or sean on the screen then you can do that but as long as my face is in the clear no i'm gonna say you still shouldn't no, yeah, stick you're up right, you're right don't i don't do know that, that part, Torture, you're just digging yeah, yourself just, yeah. deeper well, in the, the hole's already hole. been dug at this point i'm just gonna hop in to be honest with you let's, unreal let's talk about some guys in the league why don't we brandon Ayuk, rashad white uh a couple of sun devils that i'd say had some pretty good days specifically looking at hey, brandon Ayuk. Ayuk. eight catches 
on eight Dog. targets, 129 receiving yards, and two tutties. And one of those tutties was actually the very first touchdown of NFL Sunday. And it was beautiful. It was Brandon beautiful. Ayuk might be his year. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think that, I think homeboy's going to have himself a year. Um, I mean, that, that team's got weapons for days. And obviously, if you're that defense, you need, or if you're a defense playing San Francisco, you need to focus on Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel yeah. and George Kittle. Like, Ayuk's going to have opportunities. And listen, I guess Brock Purdy is just good at football, man. I don't think there's, I, at this point, we got to stop, like, I guess he's just a good quarterback. Max is waiting for me. I don't understand with a, bat, with a bat. With a bat, for the record. <laughs> um, but I, I, I just uh, Brock Purdy's good, I guess. <laughs> and I think Brandon Ayuk's gonna have a great year. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I am great on it. As far as as Rashad, uh, Rashad White's concerned, got carries. Not nothing like gonna blow you away statistically, but yeah, seventeen carries, thirty nine yards. Maybe I mean, hey, Baker's. I don't know what to make of that team. I think the worst thing that can happen to that team is that Baker plays well and they convince themselves that Baker's that guy because um, he was a first overall pick. Um, but listen, I mean, realistically, I think this team, if they want to be successful, is going to have to rely on Rashad White more and more throughout the year. Yeah. Um, I love just seeing him with a bigger role. backup running back, number 44 from Syracuse University, Sean Tucker. It is, it is the Sean DePaz backfield in Tampa Bay, Florida. Is that so what it is? Yeah, it is. Um, between Baker... Who's I actually hate Baker. I don't hate I have a, I have a complicated relationship with Baker. I hated him, but also Baker's game winner for you the love people that are hated. It depends on why you hate him though. Because like I I, I I I hated I hated Baker off rip. I've told the story many times. I've had many pe- I had many people when they were all drafted tell me that Baker was gonna be better than Josh Allen, which is absurd. Um although I will say now. Yes, I was telling people that. Tell Baker Mayfield, who's a small man, telling a defensive back in the NFL to get his weight up. Not just was any defensive awesome. back. Yeah. But good, a good, a good, defensive a good defensive back. back. Get your weight up, little boy. Get your weight up. Little, get your weight up, young you buck. You call you call anybody in the NFL, little boy. Little boy. Little, your son. That's a that's a fucking boy. problem. You should be you should be six foot eight. You you shouldn't be. I just don't understand it. I just don't I'm pretty sure it. we had Greg Dorch. I mean, we did have Greg Dorch here because he was recording a show. And then I think he was just walking out with like out any of his stuff. <laughs> Emma was just following him with his wallet and keys being like, are you going to take this? Um, that was that was wild. We got a lot going on here at, at all cities. We haven't I, mentioned this yet. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. PHLY, baby. Philadelphia. Your quarterback also might be bad. We'll see. Um, well, I don't believe that. That's my Hurts, fantasy but, football player. Uh, yeah. Yeah, go check that All out. All the good quarterback PHLY. stuff. PHLY. Yeah, they launched today. They've had a few other shows. Set looks dope. Gotta say. And their staff, dude. Shmoney. Big. Heated. Hit. Turds. Heated. Did you see the, uh, I think the PHLY Eagle show this morning was topping out already at like 750. Yeah, it was absurd. It was absurd. Hey, I mean, Philly... Those fans are different. They need, they, they need a Rocky show. <laughs> well, yeah, Dude. we were talking about that. We need to do RCKY and just do uh, like a an analysis on the whole Rocky universe. If all the movies do and G-rated, I can't see why they can't do that. Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. Kidding me? It's that's what's great about all city. We they have a statue whatever. for a fictional character in the city. <laughs> like, that's insane. <laughs> Who does that? Philadelphia. Yeah, because they're that's how they're, much they're they love crazy. their sports, man. That's how uh, much but they yeah. Love their I mean, the the Philly crew is. Is on. Is Go give them a follow. There's gonna be great content coming over there. Already is. Yeah. P H L Y Sports. And they have, you know, their teams are usually fun to root for. They have winners over there. Yeah, they do. They, they, they win do. championships. They do. 
regardless guys ogs has winners as well every single True. flavor is a winner over at ogs red apple watermelon peach uh, all the creams that mm. they have actually had an ogs mm. this is this is gonna sound it's not gonna sound weird it's just i didn't think that i'd ever get to this point in my life i took an ogs the other night and i finished suits the show that i was watching on mm. netflix great show if you haven't seen it go watch it i finished it and i'm like well what the fuck do i watch now right but i was so high that the only thing i could think of was to go to youtube and watch an hour-long video oh god of just fails of 2023 <laughs> so i'm laying in bed from like 10 to 11 high off my ass Dude. just watching fail videos for an hour and my roommate probably thought i was crazy i was just I was laughing say, my ass off you like for someone who generally has their shit together and is like a you know you got like you don't you, you don't present as a stoner yeah when you get high you turn into the most stoner motherfucker <laughs> ever like you want snacks and you watch random shit. Oh, also you... watch two episodes of Predators on Netflix, which is just like D Discovery Channel. Oh yeah, so that that shit was fucking yes. fire. Taking hey, OGs and watching nature, Animal Planet. Nature while high, what? different. It's you different. could also just go out into real nature. Well, yeah, be safe though. Yeah, be safe. Be safe, uh, guys. Enjoy check responsibly. Out OGs, check out our friends at OGs Brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check them out across all socials at OGs Brands and online at OGsBrands.com to find them at a local dispo near you. You do got to be 20 plus to enjoy responsibly. One of my favorite things to do, genuine, honestly, one of my, my genuinely favorite things to do is to get <laughs> high and then eat food because food just tastes better. Yeah. When that's but you don't need to get high. Because it's basically impossible to make illegal peats taste better than it already does. Okay. I, I mean, it, it's the 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 the, the queso is basically a drug. I, I go, I get high every time I have some. Um, it, it's genuinely some of the best food you can get in Tempe. Um, so make sure you check them out. Um, the weather's nice today. It was beautiful. Double practice today. Beautiful. Pat, margarita and patio. I would say uh, I would say margarita in a patio is a vibe for a day like today. Yeah, um, absolutely. Some tacos, maybe a bowl. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just an IV of queso. Who knows? We'll see. What, we'll see where the night takes us when we head over to Illegal Pete's. Um, and you can see where the night takes you too, because Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this summer. Stop by for happy hour, happy hours, three p.m. to eight p.m. every single day at every location. Um, Illegal Pete's is the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for twenty-eight. Years that older than me, older than both of us, older than all of us, yeah, older than all three of us. Donald in the chat, that's a deep rabbit hole. I'll text. What I was see going on? Two what? goats, uh, and LFG. This is the elevated discourse I tune in for. Epic. What were we talking about at the time? What? Uh, when just now, yeah, torture getting high and watching oh, okay. videos. I just wasn't sure which yeah. particular, I don't know if it was the, the robbing circle okay. K or I'm gonna. The funny thing is, we laugh now, I'm gonna do the same fucking thing tonight. I'm watching episodes Dude, three oh. and four of Predators. I was like, Rob a Circle K? What? No, 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 no. <laughs> Stop bringing it up. Uh, you know what, just guys? Stop. Just if you enjoyed the content today, <laughs> give us a follow at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. Uh, leave a like. You can follow me on social at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow the man right here at Sean underscore to pause. Uh, uh, being a law abiding citizen is always. There we go. And we're going to see you guys tomorrow. Unless he gets arrested. And, yeah, or Max jumps me. Uh, <laughs> one or the other. But yeah, 2 p.m. tomorrow, guys. Stay locked in. Lots of Sun Devil news on the horizon, so stay locked in. And like I said, we will see you on hump day. But for now, peace.